This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Jonathan Pierce. Harry Kendall has jumped in and seen a kung fu kick. A man. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And... Friends. <laughs> JP. The mad side of genius. And T. Good to meet you, love. The football friendly. Hello, everybody. Welcome, JP and T, the football friendly. How are you doing, Terry, after the weekend? Oh, it's been an exciting one. Halland, he doesn't mind a goal, does he? He doesn't mind a goal, Halland, does he? And, oh, then, and, then, and then he's come on, hasn't he? He's come on the Ukrainian and uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, knocking the old boys apart against Liverpool. We'll get to that in a minute, of course. But mm. yeah, what an exciting weekend of soccer. And you had the dull nil-nil, didn't you? End of the day. You were the last one on match of the day, but I was hoping when you were talking to Eddie Howe, you, in your head you were going, Eddie, Eddie, move your teeth, Eddie, move your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was the ventriloquist, and uh, he didn't don't like say I was... you put your hand somewhere. No, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you dirty man. No, he was. He's. I love him to bits. And uh, he was. Uh, you know, he's talking about their physicality and and what they did. And they go. Oh, I, I didn't think it was a bad game. They had loads of chances. Newcastle, and um, they're out of time. I mean, people are saying they could win the title. They're out of it now mm. um, because of Arsenal's win. But let's bring in our guest to talk more about this because what a guest. What a guest. People talk about oh, he's a great defender these days. This man was a great defender. Preston North End, on to Brighton. They had to sell him to stay alive. £900,000, I think it was, took him to Liverpool. He became a legend there, playing alongside Alan yep. Hansen. He's one of the best defenders I've ever seen. Because you can play Phil the Thompson, ball. Uh, Ronnie he, Whelan. He, he liked to tackle, play for the Republic of Ireland. And it is Mark Lawrenson, everybody. Oh, How are you yes. doing, Lawrence? Morning. 
How are you? Round of applause. I'm doing well, JP, but can I just correct you? Oh, yeah. My transfer fee was 900 grand plus VAT. Ah. Oh, so he was the first million pound player? No, third. I was the third. So Trevor Francis, right? Would you you remember the second? Mm, Shilton. No, midfield player from the Midlands. Didn't uh, last very long. At the oh, daily, daily. Steve Daly. Well done. So officially, I was the third million pounds transfer. Wow. Wow. What when, year was what, that? What year was that? 1981. God, that's they, a lot they, of money. They they, they they revere you down here at Brighton still, Mark. It's very, very, very popular down here when people what talk does, about... What does revere mean? Worship. <laughs> Worship, All right. son. All right. <laughs> The sudden panic in his face, people can't yeah. see his face on the screen. What, what does that mean? To, I thought it was going down the Catholic reverend route or something. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 miss, I, I, miss, I miss this working, because uh, I've worked with Mark many, many times on the on the television and, and on the radio indeed, and I miss that. I miss I miss the humour. And, you know, when he used to say, what does that word mean? It was a bit confusing at the time because I just mentioned the word offside. And uh, so <laughs> none of us understand that these days. Exactly. Really. No, no, or handball. Because you mentioned actually on the on the on the weekend about you said when uh, I come over the player, but he had his arm in a natural position. You said and, and you went and if that had been the last season, it would have been given that penalty. So where are we at with all this? It's, yeah. it's so confusing, even for the players, Mark. Right? I mean, when you well, played, it was pretty one to ten, wasn't it? I mean, you yeah, no, it was. It was. It's it, the, the waters are, are muddy, but the problem is now is whenever it's anyone's hand, they're all up. They're all surrounding the referee, aren't they? It's 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 bollocks, to be honest with Which you. Which is really weird when they surround the ref. Because if I was a ref, I'd be going, we're checking it. It's a thing called VAR, yeah. VAR now. What are you doing? Why are you surrounding me? It's being checked. Absolutely. But to be fair to the good ones, they just walk away and just say, hold on a minute, we'll sort it. So do you, it's not do you, good. Do you think as well, because I mean, I played at quite a high standard, but nowhere near what you played at. And I was from that era where you could, you know, all right, you, you could batter each other a bit if you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Of course. What what's going on now? What it's, oh, it's pathetic, isn't it? Not, there's times I I've noticed, and we're talking VAR here, VAR, of course, mm. is when they haven't even touched them. I know. They go flying over, and then you the replay, and they go, "Well, we just caught him there." And you're thinking, "Well, if VAR was looking at, it, they'd be going, give me a yellow car for diving." It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it it would it would soon stop it. It would soon stop. You know the other thing, and I don't think they'll ever do it. But if if you actually mic the refs up, so you could oh, hear what like rugby saying to them. Like rugby, and, and then yeah, absolutely. And then we, we would have a few Fs one week, a few red cards, <laughs> and then that would be it. They suddenly realise, oh, I've got to keep my mouth shut. But yeah. frightened to death to do it. But listen, you can swear before nine o'clock now at night. So what's the issue? There's loads of things they can do. I was watching yesterday, and the managers were, you know, almost getting together in the in the technical area, and they were haranguing the fourth official. Mm. This is just a little point that they could do this. It's just pure mathematics and laying out the the technical areas differently. Just move the technical area slightly to one to the left, one slightly further to the left, the right one slightly further to the right, and put a little yellow box junction in front of the tunnel, and that's where the fourth official stands. No one can go into that area. No one can approach the fourth official. Which they kind of were doing at the World Cup, to be fair. They were kind of doing that. But can I just make a case in point on the technical areas? And I did bring this up earlier when we started doing the podcast. Watford last season, okay, um, 
you, um, oh, your man's picked the ball up. Uh, what's his name? The Arsenal manager. Come on, help me, 50. Arteta. He's come well out of his technical area. I mean, miles out of it. He's caught the ball that's gone out for a throw and he's thrown it straight to his player. They've thrown it straight in and gone and scored. So, but what, what, how does that, how's that fair then? Well, that, that goes down as an, an assist. What, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Arteta is miles out of his box. I mean, I'm talking like maybe 10 metres out of it. Yeah. Picks the ball up, throws the ball and gets his player and they score. And then yesterday, there's yellow cards for coming slightly out of it. it I, there's no, I what there is, there's no consistency. When you were, when you were playing, Mark, mm-hmm. what, what would have happened had you gone to a referee and actually manhandled him? Because they well, manhandle you, referees at, now. At the very least, JP, it would have been booked if not sent off. Yeah. I mean, because you can't, you can't touch the officials, can you? No. no. And so. I, th- I think they're, they're terrified, though. That if they get sur- That's why they do it in numbers. Because if, yeah. if they surround a referee with six or seven, if, is a referee going to book all seven of them? He's not. No. He'd well, be the, too the, frightened to. Yeah, and the other thing in our day, I mean, you've got the referees, like your George Courtney's of this world, who wouldn't be the greatest referee, but George would just say, piss off. <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, how would you come back to that? Is, no, oh, correct. Oh, George, I will. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I, I wonder. I wonder if uh, the forest players are, are bad with uh, with Steve Cooper's old man. He probably says, "Keep away from the refs." He's got something with you know his dad being. Yeah, and was yeah, it Jack possibly. Taylor? Was it Jack Taylor who who um, once when a player went up to him and said that was a never a goal? That was never a goal, ref. And Jack Taylor turned around to him and said, "Have a look in the Sunday paper tomorrow, son. I think you'll find it was brilliant." <laughs> problem was, it was on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> What a problem your former team, Liverpool, have got at the moment. I saw them at Brighton, Mark, and do you yeah. know what frightened? Every team can have a lull in form, can't they? But there was a lack of effort, I felt, from about six or seven of them. Yeah, including Salah and one or two others. Um, but it's in, in fairness, it's come back. It came back at Wolves on Tuesday, and uh, there was nothing wrong with them on Saturday, although I thought Chelsea were the better side. I was at the game. By the way, what about the boy Mudrick? He is lightning quick. Why, I mean, he just tore them to put. He tore them apart. Didn't oh, he? he's not quick. He's lightning quick, and I, and, and I love um, uh, what's his name, Liverpool's right back captain, M- Millie, who who just like thought I'm I'm not chasing you, mate. Just brought him down. Then I don't know if you saw it. Mudrick knocked the ball past him, and he went ah bollocks. You're having it. <laughs> so, and ne- next thing is Klopp took him off because obviously it would have been another yellow, and he'd been he'd have been gone. But whoa, he, I say. Players like that on the day, you don't really get that impressed by them, but he looks like he's got everything. Yeah. Really good. And when you see it in live flesh yeah. and blood, it's different to, much different to being on the TV. Oh, it was on the grid, honestly. Seriously. Because you're going, oh my, I can't believe what you've just seen. Do you yeah. know, I, I know it's a cliche, this, I'm going to bring the cliche up and as we've got you on. They're missing Mane, aren't they? They're missing that, that space being filled. And if you're starting Milner, who I love to death, but I think his best days are gone. You know, yeah. one of the biggest clubs in the world. You know, you what are the questions we should be asking here? Well, to be honest with you, so Milner, Cater, uh, wouldn't really be near the team if they, they, they've run out of legs in midfield. They've got these kids, which uh, they're going to be good players. But you, you know, you bring kids in, you leave them out for a while, all those kind of things. Although the the lad who plays Botic, Bodicic, whatever he played on Saturday, who's only eighteen, he looks like he's going to be a player as well. But with no legs in there, Hendo's legs have gone a little bit, um, and and I I don't know what's happened to certainly the Brazilian who was in the uh, the World Cup squad, and for, not Firmino the other one, Fabinho. Fabinho, 
Yeah. I don't I don't know what's happened to him. He's not come back from Qatar. I mean, he's mm. he's all, he's all he got left out at the weekend. So that's the problem. So they get they have no protection for the back players, and they've got no create creativity apart from Thiago for the front players. And then and then obviously you know one or two big contracts coming in, and there's obviously new players trying to trying to impress. Uh, Nunes is st- still trying to do that. Uh, Gakpo as well. So yeah. I wouldn't say they've written the season off, but um, mm. I think Klopp's just intimated that the summer will be very, very busy. I think the, the revolving door will be open. There'll be lots going out and lots coming in. You, you're hearing rumours about Klopp. He's safe as houses, isn't he, Mark? Yeah, he's untouchable. Oh, he's got to be. He's unbelievable. He is, he is untouchable completely by everybody. And he he doesn't even have many dealings with the owners. They just let him be because they've realised that how, how good that he is. And... Um, yeah, no. Nah. The, the only way Klopp would leave is if Ula, his wife, said, "You know what? I've had enough of living in Formby or whatever, and let's let's do one." And and it wouldn't surprise me if he never managed again. Is is that way? And is is he, he is his own man? Mm. How, how important is it that you say he's on? T- how important is it the fact that he 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 didn't just buy into Liverpool Football Club. He bought into Liverpool, the city. He yeah. bought into Merseyside in yeah. the same way that Kenny did. Really, I think that's many the years ago. Very quickly on that, uh, for people that don't know, of my one of my best friends is a scouser, and he explained to me what what being a scouser is. It's mm-hmm. it's like a religion. I don't think oh, people yeah. realise that it's not just about being from Liverpool. It's a big thing, and you're right, Jonathan, for him to buy into that scouserism, if there's such a word. Yeah, well, the thing about him as well, JP, I don't know if you remember, they played uh, early on. They played West Brom at Anfield, and. Uh, they got a two-two. They got a late goal. Liverpool. They they took they suffered two goals from free kicks against them. And and at the end of the game, Klopp took the players down to the cop, right? And all the journals are thinking, "What the hell? You've just scraped a one a two-two with with West Brom and got a point." And his point was this: was that because people had been leaving as they do at football grounds, mm. and he said, "You know what?" If I'm the manager of this football club and I can't convince people that maybe we might score in the 95th or 96th minute, you know, when being behind, then what's the point? And I just thought it was one of those really, really clever things to mm. do. But the best I heard, right, was he would, he'd been at the grounds uh, for three months. So Christmas time was coming up and LFC TV, the channel, the club's channel, were having their um, Christmas party at Aintree. And they asked him if he'd go and say a few words. And he said, look, I've come along. He said, I won't be eating. He said, you can interview me for 15 minutes. He said, and then obviously I'm busy. I've got to go. So anyway, my mate Pete did the interview. All going, you can imagine, you know, hail the chief and all those kind of things. And Pete thought, I'll just chuck this one at the end. And he said to him, do you feel like you're a scouser? And Jürgen waited and he went, yeah. So Pete said, why? He says, because I've got purple wheelie bin. Because you can't have red and you can't have blue. What a fantastic answer. Isn't that the best answer? I didn't didn't even realise that. What about the trans, though? I bet they're like going, what about us? We're here as well, the old trans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they should be binned. They should be binned. And they're called trans. Trans, you see? You see what they are, the trans. You see, they're even... I mean, that, there we go. We're, we're right on that. Can I just uh, say, what about the blue side, actually, Laura? What's uh, what's happening there? Knackered. Knackered. No money. They've got no money. They've absolutely totally got no money. And I'm really surprised that the likes of Pickford and Anthony Gordon haven't gone. Yeah, I think already. About Pickford, definitely. They've been trying to fl- they're trying to flog the both of them. Um and I don't actually know who's running the football club. Listen, 
obviously Frank Lampard's going to cop it, but in large part, it's nothing to do with him. They've had probably three header recruitments in about four or five years. Mashiri was even having his say in terms of players that they were buying. And and, and he, he actually admits he knows nothing about it. So it's just just an absolute mess. I feel sorry for Bill Kenwright. He's a really nice bloke and he's a football bloke and he's getting slaughtered. Mm. Um, yeah, I fear the worst for him. But the thing is, is that this, this new... Uh, stadium is going up and it looks like it's going to be fantastic but I think they might be playing in the championship well that that comment from Mishiri at the weekend when he was said about Frank Lampard yeah. he's just got nothing to do with me this is a player this is a man who did interfere with the transfers they were bringing in they've been mm. terrible players recommended and and now he's saying it's nothing to do with me I mean it, it's it's baffling and, and he, he came in was supposed to be he was he was loads of money I know Ushmanov was involved wasn't he didn't yeah, Ushmanov well, back him and now of course with all the Russian money's gone Exactly what's happened, JP. Ushmanov has obviously had to do one and the, and the money's gone. So it's like a divorce, isn't it? Yeah. But, it's... you know, you, 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 you've commentated zillions of times. It's just a great place to be. I mean, oh. it's just an old oh. stadium, but when it's rocking, it is mm. absolutely rocking. And, you know, everyone says you go to grounds now and it's daunting. Is it buggery? Like, you know, all these brand new grounds are all great, but you go to places like Goodison yeah. and it's like, wow, hold on a minute. Mm. Yeah, it's a 66 ground still, you know, it's, 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 it's good, easy good and bad, but good and bad. <laughs> oh, no, you ain't doing making, making parts, or I've been told off for not doing. Here we are. Uh, oh, no, you get me into trouble now. <laughs> I'll um, tell you what, here, Laura, do you remember 1979 in the snow playing against my team in the cup? Did you play in the game at South End United and we got a draw with you? No, because I'd only gone in 81. Oh, oh yeah, that. you wouldn't have been there then, would you? No. I remember, I remember we played York two years running and both games should have been off because the pitches were frozen and the referee, obviously York, the York guys got into him and, and we had to play both games. Um, but no, I don't, I don't. I remember the result in South End, certainly because the boys still talked about it. Yeah, I mean, what a place to have gone for the boys, all the glory. And it's that old thing of it, would you go to South and United on a wet Tuesday, let alone a snowy one? Let me just quickly ask you that uh, about all the players you played with, brilliant. But, I mean, I've met, obviously, met Kenny Dalglish a few times and I worked with his daughter a lot, funny enough. But what okay. a player. What a player, though, right? Genius. Genius. What a player. Yeah, I think you get, I think maybe once every sort of 20 years. Um, and maybe Cantona might have been like that. But I think Kenny was... Honestly, I mean, he couldn't run, he couldn't edit, and he had a big fat arse, right? <laughs> no, he did. And he, and he was a genius. And he, he had radar. He didn't wear shin pads. He was, I mean, that team with him and, uh, and Suey, et cetera, was just, and Rushy up front was just, just amazing. Yeah. And the thing with Kenny was, he was the ultimate, like, sort of player, as in he played for everybody. He wasn't bothered. As long as we won, he, he, he didn't, didn't give a sniff. And he got kicked, and he got kicked, oh. and he got kicked. Oh, yeah. Well, that's absolutely, when you could absolutely. kick. That's what I'm saying. But it wasn't it a brilliant. That was a great era. That that era, I think, is the best. I mean, the Leeds, the Leeds, you know, the famous Leeds uh, 1970s, maybe a bit too much. Maybe I, I kind of like it. A hey, bit listen, still, but I think your generation was the perfect middle ground yeah. for getting we, stuck in. We went to Leeds, and they were they were kind of ailing. And uh, you remember this, JP Kenny Burns? Yeah, for Leeds, didn't he? Yeah. So we, we're playing them at Ellen Road and he's lined up as centre forward, Kenny <laughs> Burns. And me and Anson are going, what's, what's all this about? Well, about two minutes later, I found out. Because somebody stuck the ball up and I've gone to Eddie and he just punched me. 
Brilliant. Honestly, just just laid me out, right? And I've got up, and I've got up, looked at him, and it, and I went, what? And he went, he was a good lad, Kenny Burns, and he went, look, I'm sorry, Laro, but it's either you or Hanson. He said, I'm just here to rough you up. <laughs> That's what yeah. you want. That's exactly. You want. I've got to mention here, I've got to mention, you're talking about, I bring, I bring Bristol City in. And Laurie used to work down there. Laurie used to work in Bristol. He used to work for HTV. I think that's yeah. where I probably I first got to know him, I think, down there. He worked with Steve Scott down there. And um, and uh, anyway, when the uh, Lees, you know, Giles and Bremner and Hunter and all that sort of, Bristol City went up there and played in this. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. It's a forgotten cup tie. It was played in midweek because the miners strike. No floodlights. Right. And they went 70s. up there. 70s. 73, 74, 74, yeah. 75. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, Jerry Gow, my great hero in life, put uh, Billy Bremner on the seat of his pants first five minutes. He'd done it at Ashton Gate in the first game. And then two minutes later, he did it to Johnny Giles. And he'd done that in the first game. And Don Reavy came in and congratulated him afterwards. Shanks came in and uh, and uh, congratulated him afterwards. And um, and they'd drawn Liverpool in the next round, Mark. And right. I might have told this story on the podcast before. I'm sat between Ernie Hunt. Who played at Bristol City? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jerry, Jer- yes, it and yeah. Jerry Gow and uh, Ernie. Two minutes before time, had ducked into a challenge. Lorimer had raised his boots and he, he caught him right. And Ernie turns to the referee, got no teeth. Teeth, teeth been kicked up by Lorimer. Yeah. Referee books Peter Lorimer. Time goes down. I'm sat between the two of them in the dressing room afterwards. Ernie's chatting away. He's got teeth. I can turn my eyes <laughs> off his teeth. And I've said, what's on air? He said, that's easy, son. Took the teeth out. And I realised the players cheated. And uh, and I didn't know. Anyway, so I'm, Alan Dix has come in. Reeve's come in. Shanks has come in. And Alan Dix, the manager, said, go out and speak to Shankly. He's still outside. I had my Bristol City gear on and everything. So I've gone out there, my jacket and my tie and everything like that. And I went out and I said, oh, Mr Shankly, yeah, I'm, I'm attached to Bristol City Football Club. And da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and he went, hi, the boy Gow and the boy Sweeney and the boy Richie. And the... he mentioned all the Scots boys, right? And he said, they're yeah, all yeah. fantastic. And I said, what chance have we got in the in the next round, Mr Shankly? Hey, son, you've need bloody chance. So I've gone yeah. back into the dressing room and I've gone, they said, what did he say? I loved you, Jerry. They loved you, Sweeney. They loved you, Tom. I went through all the, all the Scottish boys. Oh, fantastic. I said, what, did he say anything about the next round? I said, yeah. He says we've got nay bloody chance, boys. I got pelters. I got boots <laughs> thrown at me, jock straps thrown at me. Anyway, I think that's probably give... that's a good point to have a break, isn't it? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's take those jock straps off your head and yeah. take, hey. take a break. JP and T, the football friendly. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. 
Welcome back to JPNT, the football friendly. Just before the break, we were talking about uh, Bill Shankly and my meeting with him back in the mid 70s. What, what was he like, Mark? Well, I only met him twice, you know, because he'd left when I got there. And, and given the job to Bob Paisley, and obviously Bob Paisley just he didn't win any trophies the first year, but after that could do nothing wrong. And, and Shanks realised he made a mistake and apparently went back to the club to Peter Robinson, the old chief executive, and asked for his job back. And Peter Roberts said, well, Bill, you know, you, you did fab for us, but we, we've got this guy now who's doing just as well. And and basically, people tell you on Anfield that they thought Shankly died of a broken heart. He'd, start, he'd go oh. to watch Everton, he'd go to watch Wrexham and all those kind of things. And he, I, you don't think he ever came back to the oh, club at, what a at all. Story. Very sad. Very, very sad. It really was. So, But... um. But he's he's uh, the guy who took over Bob Paisley was unbelievable because he never the guy the it. guy who took over but yeah. that, that bloke Bob Paisley do you remember him yeah <laughs> never, couldn't he couldn't finish a sentence honestly he was he was, he had he had a language he had this he was from the northeast wasn't he and he had his own language and it was just unbelievable but he did this thing with me where I'd only been there about three months and obviously they paid a lot of money and we went to Arsenal we beat Arsenal I think two nil or two one. And I kept coming out with the ball from the back and stuff. And and that night on Match of the Day, Jimmy Hill just did this little montage. With, and Hanson was on it as well, where we were just coming out with the ball and breaking into midfield and all that kind of stuff. So on the Monday morning, I'm at Melwood for training. And uh, Bob wandered over and he said, uh, you see Match of the Day on Saturday? And I'm thinking, is he checking if I've been on the piss? Or, or is he really asking, did I watch Match of the Day? And I went, yes, boss. And actually I did. And he went, so did everybody else. And I'm thinking, what the hell? So what he was saying was, he, everybody else saw what I was doing, so next time they'd be ready for it. It was a, it was a canny bugger, it really was. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was it like, that, that change from being a footballer going into punditry? How did that, how did that come about? Um, well, I mean, I started in radio, which I, I still love. I know JP loves it as well. But um, I started in radio, which was fun. And I just, I don't know, I just enjoyed it. Um, and you got to have a bit of fun, especially on the radio, aren't you? Because you can't really have any silence and all those kind of things. And then eventually they asked me to go and match a day with, with Hanson and, and um, Trevor. So Trev, nicest man in the world, Trevor Brookin. And yeah. it just it just worked. So, you know, I mean, I think I did six World Cups and all those, like like Jonathan's done as well. And just it was just good fun. I mean, it wasn't like work. You just went to watch the footy and talk rubbish. I think it's brilliant. When, when, as a punter, though, you you because you the thing about Mark Lawrence and Laura when you watch it as a as a punter, you know, it's just straight talking. You just sit there and go, you you wouldn't well, pander around. You wouldn't go, well, I don't want to be nasty, but you just sit there and go, well, he's rubbish, isn't he? Well, no, but you know what the thing is, and it's now everything's brilliant. Have you noticed? Yeah, Every, yeah. everything's sensational, brilliant, and he's only passed it ten yards. You're like, you know, WTF? I mean, what what on earth? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is brilliant, and sometimes it's a pile of crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah every yeah, save, yeah. every save a goalkeeper makes is absolutely brilliant, and wow. sometimes oh, no. the ball just comes straight at him. I know. Although, you're a goalkeeper, although, Terry. You were a goalkeeper. What about us. what about Ramsdale though? Uh, uh, yesterday, that that was a save and a half that he made down to his bottom left. It was. Oh my mind god! You, mind, he would mind, he would have seen that late up, and the deflection. He, Jesus. He stuffed up late though, didn't he? With his, he couldn't get. To the I tell you off. what. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But on on the subject of keepers, very quickly, what a difference they've changed since since the the back in the old days. You know, I think Grobelar was one of the first people to start changing goalkeepers a bit. You know, because yeah. he had a bit of flair about him, and well, let's. It not, was not. Let's not go. I tell you what, I saw once. We, I went to I went to a, a game. I don't know if you would have played in it. Was at the old Den Millwall. And yeah. uh, Barnes was playing, blah, 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 Grubbler in goal. And then they did the old thing they always do. They were throwing bananas at John Barnes. So yeah, it happened, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. how it worked, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And then Grubbler, while the ball was at the other end, he ran right over to where the Millwall fans were, picked one of the bananas up, peeled it, then hung on his crossbar like a monkey and ate it. Yeah. During the game. <laughs> it was nuts. In his, he... very, in, his, in his very, me and him made our debuts together. And it, it was a pre-season match against Atletico Madrid. So bear in mind that um, Liverpool had just beaten Real Madrid in the cup final, in the European Cup final. So the, we've got this friendly in Madrid. I turn up, um, just meeting the players for the first time. First training session, Graham, Graham Sinesse has punched Alan Kennedy. I'm thinking, well, this, this is a good team. And all that kind of stuff, right? And it was just over the fact that, that Alan Kennedy didn't pass to Graham and Graham got the hump. Magic was like 100 degrees in the, when we were training. So I remember in the game, um, well, just before the game, Bob came over and I played in midfield. And he said, you can play there, can't you? I said, well, you know, I played there loads. So if you think so, whatever. And and he spoke to Bruce, who was next to me and said, look, Bruce, the thing about these games, he said, quite often Liverpool goalkeepers don't have much to do. So just, you know, relax, you know, but obviously keep your concentration, all those kind of things. So fine. So we're playing in this game and after about 15 minutes, we're attacking and there's this massive roar at the other end. Place is full, about 50,000 people in it. And there's this massive roar. And they've been chucking um, oranges onto the pitch. And Bruce is chucking them back at them. And Bob, <laughs> pa- Bob, Bob pays his sent Ronnie Moran round to him. And he's gone, go and fucking sort him out. Sort him out. <laughs> right. And one, one day, we, very quickly, one day we played at home. And um, if he had nothing to do, he was a nightmare. Because he just he just couldn't stand still or sit still or whatever, right? And somebody played. We're playing Sheffield Wednesday. Imre Verardi was playing for Wednesday, a good goal scorer. And someone's played a ball down the kind of our our left, right? And Hansen's gone over towards it. So I've shuffled across. Oops, I've shuffled across. And the next thing is, Brucey runs past the two of us, right? Gets onto the ball before Verardi, who's ten yards away. And he's gone to it, this ball down the line, left foot, and all he's done is stuck it to Verardi, took one touch, and whacked it in, right? And on the, so nothing was said after the match because we won. So next Friday morning before on Saturday, and, um, and Bob says to him, look, he said, have you looked at your contract, Bruce? And we're thinking, what on earth is he on about? Have you looked at your contract? And he went, no, boss. He said, it doesn't, it says, you know, it doesn't say anywhere in your contract that you have to do something if you don't have to make saves. And it is sure. It was bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Did, didn't he go on about, didn't he also bring up constantly the tales of him? Because he was a soldier, wasn't he? He was in the Rhodesian army, wasn't he? Yeah. Did he talk he, about he, that a lot? Of course he did. If you, if you actually see his after dinner, that's all it's about. Does it mention about football or his, or his bribery issue? In, in, <laughs> oh, in, the bribery. In, in yes. commas, in commas. Um, oh, my God, yeah, and he, he wants horses out to kill a snake and everything. But... <laughs> But not with a snake, and we're just. He was just so full of shit. But what a top bloke! And by the way, by the way, he was, and you won't believe this. He was the best athlete in the football club. Oh, really? He was an unbelievable runner, even better than Craig Johnson. 
He, he could run and run. He could chuck, chuck like golf balls, hundred yards, and all those kind of things. He was, and and if you need, if you needed somebody in a fight, you'd have him in front of you. Oh, really? Yeah. And a, oh, yeah, a great lad. I, I see him quite often now. I mean, he's puddled like all of us, but I just just a great lad. What yeah, about yeah. the bribery thing? That must have been. Did you? What were what were your thinking? That what was your thinking then during that? I'd gone, so I didn't. And but the, I was told that the whole bribery thing was 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 betting on goals scored within certain segments of a game, a, a five-minute period. Well, if you really seriously think about that, if, and you're playing for Liverpool and they're a good side, you might not touch the ball for five minutes. So there was something slightly wrong about it. Mm. I mean, his agent went to prison, didn't he? Before, But nothing to do with that. So his agent was slightly dodgy, well, more than slightly dodgy. So, um, and, there was, and there was money knocking around. But the lads would say, I mean, Hanson... Hanson went to his trial, didn't he? And he stood up for him. Mm. Uh, Bob Wilson, I think, as well, JP. Mm. So, yeah, so he just laughs it off now. It's just like, makes it part of his after-dinner speech. Yeah. There was some great humorists at the club. And, and people will look at Kenny Dalgleish and think, well, there's not a great deal of humour in Kenny, but there is, isn't uh, there? He's oh such God. a funny man. He's very oh, he's dry, just, isn't he? He's just a piss-taker. Yeah, absolutely, totally. So is, and he, and he just he just lo he loves it when we all get back together because I have people around the globe. But when you get back together within twenty seconds, you're back in the dressing room, and it's it's just brilliant. And the mistakes still. I remember a time we we worked together a long time ago, Lauro, and uh, you we were talking about that team, me and you, and then you mm -hmm. turned to me and you went, "Yeah," but you said something else about that team, Terry. I went, "What?" Yeah, and you went, "God, we could drink." Oh God, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, just, we went across Europe. We were, we were unbelievable, seriously. And, and, and the, the best instance was we went to play Celtic in Dubai many, many years ago. I think we both had about five days off before the, the next weekend's games. And Billy McNeil, I'm pretty sure, was manager of Celtic. Um, we'd flown down from Liverpool from Speak. We could go from Speak to Heathrow then. So as soon as we've got on the plane, the, the cans are open and we're, we're on it. <laughs> Right, and we dress like ragtag and bobtail, just in tracksuits and all those kind of things. Celtic turn up, like walked on the plane in regiment shirts, ties, the whole kind of thing. Sat in front of us. We were all, we never turned left on the plane ever. We we're always down the back, and you could see them looking at us, thinking, "Shit, they're on it." And we were on it all the way. And we honestly, when we when we got to Dubai, we just looked like fifteen bags of shite. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, so, and we just kept going. <laughs> We kept going, so we played. We played um, Celtic about two days later. We beat parties and everything, and um, we beat them, right, and all that kind of stuff. So, so then on the way back, we're on it again, and Billy McNeil's turned his hair out. He's going, "What the hell?" And all that. Anyway, at the weekend, we played. I tell you what, it was a Sunday. We played Chelsea live on the telly Sunday afternoon. Beat them four, four nil, right, and Celtic got beat. Right. <laughs> the, the story goes that Billy McNeil came into the dressing room and he just went, boys, he said, I need to apologise to you. He said, we need to get on the drink because if that's what happened, <laughs> we'll have that every week. Yeah. Oh, it's so lovely. But a great mm. team, though, wasn't it? What a great team. Compared to the... I know everyone, oh, you can't keep going back to the old days. and But I'll go back to that point I made earlier. Kenny Dogleish got kicked and kicked. And you used to give it yeah. out. You, you were ball-playing centre-backs, you and Hanson. But... You could give out as well, and Sunus was probably the hardest, one of the hardest oh. players I've ever seen. Nasty, oh. nasty as well. He wouldn't survive today. That's my point. He wouldn't. He would get red carded every game. Well, how great a team? How great a team was it? 
Well, it was a well, yeah, it was a great team. I'm biased, but listen, he was a great player, Graham. He never got, you know, all the other all the other teams never voted him in the, you know, Player of the Year that because he'd side off of them inside. Uh, all, all, listen, very, very quickly with this story. So, um, we played in my first season. We played at Arsenal in FA Cup in a League Cup tie early in the season. He played in the second week, and Graham had been out to the Continental Club in Liverpool, and three three Blues had beaten him up. He said he batted two of them, but the other one caught him with a lucky punch, right? <laughs> and he couldn't see out of his eyes, so he didn't play in the game. And Ray Kennedy was in the game, and he was about to go to uh, Swansea the next day. And obviously, didn't want to get injured. Mm. And we're playing this game, and it's nil-nil. And he had a, a midfield player, I can't remember his name now, for uh, for Arsenal, a Welsh player, quite quite tough. Nicholas, Peter Nicholas. Peter Nicholas, great shout, JP, right? And he was putting it about. Anyway, he topped... I tried to top um, Ray, and Ray got the hump and punched him. And the ref came over and said, "Ray, I've got, I've got to send you off." He said, "I don't mind." He said, "I'm signing for Swansea tomorrow." He said, "He could have upset my signing on fee there if he did." Anyway, he's gone. So down to ten men. We got a draw, and that he Peter Nicholas had caused mayhem basically. So who plays at home? Suey is fit, and we had this thing where uh, corners for and against Graham would be on the edge of the D. So the thing was, if we were attacking and the ball came to him, he had such a good shot, more often than not, he'd score. Or if 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 we headed the ball out and somebody was coming onto it, they saw Graham and they wet themselves, basically. That was the other thing, thinking, <laughs> what the hell? This day, the ball gets headed out, and Graham's 70-30 to get this ball in front of your man, Terry, uh, the Nicholas guy, Peter Nicholas guy, right? He did the, he had never seen this done before, and, I, and Graham clipped the back of his own heels. So when he got to Peter Nicholas, it was like 50-50, and he just went down his, his leg, cut all his leg open, you could see the bone, right? And to be fair to Peter Nicholas, he wasn't squealing or anything, he just looked up, and, and Graham just tapped him on the shoulder, and he says, Ray says hello. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's proper football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. he, then, could play, then, he could play, mind you, couldn't he? What a oh, player. unbelievable play. Then they, but the other, very quickly, then they played each, each other in November in the... It was Wales versus Scotland at Hamden. Graham stood on his head. <laughs> and we said to him, we said to him on the Friday morning when we'd all come back and we'd seen the footage and we went, what did you do that for? He said, well, it was only going to get me, wasn't he? He stood uh, on his head. It, unbelievable. He got in there what quick. a player. What a player. Can I ask you a question as well? Um, it's funny in it life how one minute there's a kid coming through and now we're all old men. But uh, mm. when uh, when... The, the likes of Rushy came along, Ian Rush. Mm. He obviously was a young lad, and you would have watched him training. Was he, was he like brilliant from the get go? Was he like no? He wasn't. No, no. He came. He came from uh, Chester, didn't he? Three hundred grand, and I think David John, oh God rest his soul, David Johnson was still around as well, and he put him in a few times, and he just he just looked like he'd just come from school, but eventually, I think. I can't remember who they played against. He scored a really, really good goal. And from then on, he was just a machine. But, just, Ken, I mean, Kenny was unbelievable with him. Kenny just knew where he was. Kenny would have his back to Russia and just know where he was. He was just sensational. But what a it was a sensational time, though, was it, in football? I mean, I know I was young, so me, to me, the, you were all big stars and whatever, and then mm. I've gone on to become friends with some of them, like Ronnie. I haven't seen Ronnie for a while, actually, but okay. the thing is, you know, Ronnie Wheeler I'm talking about. Yeah, but yeah. The it's, yeah. It's funny about that team and all of you lads that I've met through the years and been lucky to work with, are all really nice as well. Well, 
and we're all really close. I mean, I'm, I've just moved to to York in the last six months because that's where my better half's from. So, um, but generally, we, Birkdale Royal Birkdale Golf Club. So Birkdale in just Southport. Mm-hmm. There was nine of us. So there's only eight now, but there's nine of us, all from that team, all from that era, who still love, still live there. So we don't necessarily see each other going for a pint, but pushing bloody prams and grandchildren and all, yeah, all those yeah. kind of things. But, you know, I said to you earlier in the show, you can just be back with the book. I saw Hanson, I bumped into him on, on Friday. I'd seen him for a while. He's had a new knee and all that kind of stuff. And it was just like we were still playing together. It was nuts. Straight away, straight away, straight in. That's the thing is with the other thing. Sorry, JP, when you when you're really close like that, and this is a man thing, really. uh, It's the opening gambit is right. You prick, all right. You wank out of it. Yeah, we really like each other. We insult each other badly, don't we? That's the funny thing about fellas, isn't it? Well, I mean, we all had nicknames. Absolutely, all had. And and you don't, you never. If someone says, "Yeah, I was Alan Hansen doing," you have to think, "Oh, you mean jockey?" Oh, right. Uh, Yeah. So, oh, yeah, mad. I mean, Kenny was dogs balls. Uh, yeah, of course he was. Of yeah, of course, course he was, because he, he was a dog's balls, wasn't he? Exactly. <laughs> this is uh, one of my experiences of that of that Liverpool sort of crew, Terry. Um, Loro did a thing for the Lily Foundation for us. We did a golf. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a lunch up in uh, up in Southport, and um, he, oh, yeah. he, and we had these lads who went up. They're massive Liverpool fans, right? And the, and they they auctioned for they bid for lunch with Mark Lawrenson at this at this restaurant in Southport that Loro knows. So it wasn't just Loro Loro. It wasn't just Loro. Loro got some Gary Gillespie turned Gary, up. Gary, I think Mac- Ronnie did Ronnie Ron- not turn yeah, up? Ronnie, Steve, uh, Mac- Ronnie. Steve, Ma- Ronnie. Steve McMahon turned up. They they, they all turned up, and they, they, these 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 Liverpool fans couldn't believe it. You what know, a wonderful it was, it was thing! Fantastic. So they were just fun- waiting for you to turn up, and ga- and guess what? And all it- these people, yeah, Loro did it all. It was fantastic, and. Uh, you know, it it's that they they were such they were just laughing and and chatting with these fans as if the fans were as important as they were. Yeah, well, of course they are. Can I just ask yeah. you, were you Loro then? You would have yeah. just been Loro. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get Loro. I didn't get Loro for for a while because I was Paddy at uh, Brighton. Oh right. It's the Irish link. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. because uh, Lineker was Midas, wasn't he at Tottenham? Did um, you know that? W- was he? Because okay. everything he touched turned to gold. Touched, turned to gold. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Midas. I, did um, yeah. I went on tour with England. There was only eight of us went on tour. Um, very quickly story, 1991 it was, to Australia, Malaysia. And they played Malaysia and Gary scored four. And we went back to the hotel afterwards. David Platt was absolutely down in the dumps. He was furious. He was sulking. He was yeah. really annoyed. And I said, what's the matter? He went, oh, Golden Bollocks got the four, didn't he? And I went, yeah, fantastic, wasn't it? No. I was right next to him when he got the four. I'd have got the four, but Golden Bollock's got the four. Yeah. yeah. Most hated <laughs> man at Arsenal, apparently. Yeah. Even by the staff. Just on just on nicknames, Alan Kennedy's original one was Billy. Billy? Billy Bungalow, nothing upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> village, that will become now. They call him Village, don't they, when he got someone who's yeah, yeah. the brightest. Yeah, village, yeah. Village. Steve Nichol, was he a bright lad? Uh, no. No, Sai. <laughs> Great fella, Honestly, see, size, I, I... size thirteen boots. Chico, wow. we used to call him. He would, he would, no one would room with him. It, it would be like he'd still be awake at four o'clock in the morning, and obviously nothing on the telly in those days. So we're in the hotel, and he'd be eating crisps and chocolate. I mean, unbelievable. Such a bad diet, but what a top player he was. Mm. Brilliant. I wonder, I wonder how now that Liverpool team was played. This is a stupid thing to do, isn't it? Mm. It's like Ali versus Titan. But you know, I wonder how. With your diets, talking about that and the, the boozing, I wonder how long you'd last against a top 
top Premier League team now. What if we're still doing boozing? Well, we yeah. wouldn't. If you were doing how you were and they're doing what they oh, do, no, the, the no chance. But, but I tell you what, because the other thing as well, I was talking to Tomo on uh, on Saturday. We were doing the game, Phil Tomo. And if you remember, I just remember when I went to Anfield, the first game, even by sort of October-ish, it was just, it was like a diamond of a mud patch. You know, the pitch, it was mm. hopeless. Yeah. And, you know, we used to travel every, we'd go to Southampton on the bus. It took six hours to get back. Um, uh, we'd, go, yeah. we'd, go to, we'd go to Europe, obviously. And if we won, we were, we were on it. Um, more often than not, we had to fly straight back. But generally, if we weren't, we were just we were just on it. And we had, we used to have wet the baby's heads night and all that, you know, for the for the boys. And so, what would happen would be, you'd have over the water, which was like Heswell, a nice place, and then you'd have Southport. So, if you're from Southport, everyone from Heswell came over, and vice versa. It was just just proper proper gang of players as well. Just real real. Well, we didn't have any bad apples because you just sorted them out. Yeah. Really, the only one was, well, not the only. Kevin McDonald signed for us, right? And Albert, Albert, he got. He got Albert after Albert Tatlock. He'd only been in the dressing room five minutes and he'd not stopped moaning. And the lad went, okay, now we've signed Albert Tatlock. And that, that still, he still, if I see him today, it's Albert and he just answers to it. Yeah. Really? Well, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. That, it's that thing that we spoke before, JP and I, you know, when you can have all the greatest players in the world, you can have the very best players in the world, but if they all don't get on, you know, and it is a proven thing. There's no doubt about it. it Ronaldo. Me, is, me, me, yeah, yeah, me watching Southend for many years, That you know, our, you know your favourite teams and you the best times, that the best teams that you've watched, all the lads have been mates. Yeah. And, it, and there's no doubt about it. Honor what? amongst thieves. Uh, we, we're running we, tight. We're running tight for time. Yeah, we are. It's been an honour. It's been an honour. You, you, it's will, will you come back? Will you come back? Because I, I teed up the Steve Nichols stories there. We didn't quite get to them, but I know because see, I travelled around with Laura. Well, let's do the Steve me, Nichols stories. We've got no, time no, for Steve no, Nichols. He'll come on again. Laura, come on again. I'm sure. Yeah, of course we will. We we, tra- we travelled the world I, with this parting shot. I'll I'll leave you. I did the opening game of World Cup 2006, Germany against um, Costa Rica, it was. And um, I was very nervous because I'd been picked to do the opening game. It was my first World Cup with was, BBC Was Television. that Larm's goal that, that day? Yeah, Philip Larm, yeah, yeah. remember? Yeah, anyway, yeah. we sat there and he knew I was nervous. Laura was next to me. We'd been out the night before to some beer keller. And uh, anyway, and I got put to bed, remember, by that sound man. He, he, he told me I had to leave. Anyway, that's a different story. Every week I think we have a story of Jonathan jumping out of windows or being put to bed. Anyway, so right. Jonathan. So it was after uh, Jonathan's body, that's what it was. It was oh. Yeah, well, there's enough of it to go around. Anyway, yeah. um, so we were there and we were in the Munich Stadium. I was very, very nervous. And he just lent to me and he went, you're here because you're the best man for the job. And I'll well, never, I must have still, must have still been it. pissed. I'll yeah. never forget you said that. I'll never forget you oh, said that and calm me down. And then I probably made a balls up in the commentary anyway. But listen, it's been brilliant to have you. Come on yeah, again, brilliant. will you? Pleasure. I will, boys. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been brilliant. No don't worries. forget, don't forget, people. JP and T at football on on Twitter. We're up to eighty two now. Wow, we're smashing yeah, it. We're Once smashing again, it. thanks for listening. Pass it on. Let everyone know, especially about this one this week. Come on. What what a show this week. Come on. Am I right? Am I right here? Yeah, JP? brilliant. It's like it's just like a chat. Superb. Thanks very much to uh, the Magic Man as well, our producer, Paul Daniels. That's magic. Hey. And uh, we'll see you. Well, well, we won't see you. We'll speak to you next time. Thanks, Laura. We all have tasks we'd like to avoid, like mailing and shipping. It takes time lugging all those letters and packages to the post office. That's why you should try Stamps.com. For 25 years, Stamps.com has made mailing and shipping easy. 
you get all the services of the post office right on your computer, anytime. No traffic, no waiting, no hassle. Plus, you save money with discounts up to 84% on USPS and UPS. With Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and printer. Print stamps, print shipping labels, and if you sell products online, Stamps.com connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart, so you can spend less time on shipping and more time on your business. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com and enter code PROGRAM. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.